Shalom, Today's up, we discuss. Uh, we finished the discussion that we had. Then the yesterday's daf regarding someone who delivers someone to someone who is deceased. What do we do with that money now? Do we send it back to the sender? We divide it amongst the yorshim of the recipient. We discuss who this Reb Shimon Hanasi is. Was he actually a Nasi? And then we with that that completes the first paragraph of Sachas Gittin. We begin. The second paragraph discussing atypical versions of when you only have Edus on one or the other, or one, you have a Ksiva with and you have a Kium on and different variations. And that, that leads us into the discussion of combining different types of Kiyumehaget and different Drachim of combinations in general. Now, last we had a five or six way machloikas, what to do with this money that was delivered to the person who died, and if the sender had died, and we're assuming that the machloikas is hinged on whether we hold hoylich kichazi when he tells him to deliver this hundred bucks to Mister when Mister A says, Give, "Send this one hundred dollars to Mister X." Is that like he's telling the messenger to be zoichet for Mr. X and it's automatically Mr. X's or not? But the Gemara answers that that could be that that is not the machlokas at all. That if the guy who's sending the money, the hundred bucks, if he's healthy, everyone would agree that the shleach is definitely not zoichet for Mr. X. Over here, the entire mass of machlokas is about someone who is dying, a shriv merah. And it's Hinging on the machlekes of Rabbi Lozer and the Rabbonon, like we find in the Mishnah. What's their machlekes? If someone divides up his property, but without any kinyanim, he just says what he wants his property to go to, who he wants to go to, how he wants to divide it up. So Rabbi Lozer says, whether this man who's dividing up his, his assets is healthy or in danger, he has to do full kinyanim. If it's a nechaz m'sheish le'achrayas, he has to use kesef shtar or chazaka. If it's nechaz m'sheish le'achrayas, they have to do meshicha. However, the chachamim disagree with the Lazar and he says it's automatically koina just by him saying so, even if he's healthy. The chachamim tell Rebbe Lazar there was a story with the mother of the Bnei Roichel that she was sick and she said, I want to give everything to uh, I want to give this this item called the kivinti to my daughter, which is against normal inheritance laws. It would normally go to the son. And just with her verbal command, the Chachamim gave this 12 mona kli to the daughter. So you see that just her word, just the word of the is effective in Kenyan. However, Rabbi Lezis says you can't bring a riot from the Bnei Reichel. Their mother should bury them, which is a curse, Rashi says, because they used to do some form of klayim. And since they were showing, we don't talk about them in the base Medrash. There's no raya from the Mechlal. So how is our six-way, five-six-way Mechlekes told on this? Well, Tanakama holds like Rabbi Lezer, who held that a Shriv is not special. He has to do regular kinyonim. Just like a healthy person, and therefore you would return the money that you sent to him back to the sender, back to Mr. A. Rabbi Nelson and Rabbi Yaakov 
they also are like Rabbi Eliezer. They add an extra chiddush that even if Mr. A had died, we don't say that there's a mitzvah to mekayim divrei hameis, and you're still going to return it to the sender, even though this sender is now dead. We're not worried about mitzvah lekayim divrei hameis. The yesh oyimrim, who say that you should deliver it to Mr. X, is yarshim. They hold like the rabbanon, who say that it's an automatic kinyan. Shemiraz words are like they're signed, sealed, and delivered. Rabbi Nosin and Yerbiakov also hold like Rabbi Eliezer, who hold that the Shemiraz is the same thing as a bari, but since he died, that overrides because we have a mitzvah to be mekayim divrei hameis. The Chachomim, they hold to divide it between the sender and the recipient, uh, Yarshim, because they're Mesopak, and they say we should, we should ass- assess what the deliverer would have wanted. Rav Shimon Hanasi, he was just bringing down a story that happened with him. Now the Gemara asks, who's this Rav Shimon Hanasi? Was he actually a Nasi, or is he Rav Shimon who used to quote Nisim? So the Gemara says, well, we actually have Rav Yosef, who was called Sinai, he was a Baki, he quotes Rib Shimon Hanasi says the halach is like Rib Shimon Hanasi, and if that was inaccurate, that he's only quoting Nasiim, Rabbi Yosef would have elaborated. But the Gemara says, I'm not satisfied. Still, is he a Nasi or not? That's not necessarily a riot from Rabbi Yosef, and the Gemara leaves with a teku. On a similar note, Rabbi Yosef tells us that, that the halach is like Rib Shimon Hanasi to return the monet to the Yorshim of the center. Aye, what a, don't we paskin that the. the Words of someone who are who is dying as as if it's signed, uh, signed, sealed, and delivered. Why don't we listen to what he said and deliver it? Sir so Yosef says we're talking about a case of a healthy person. He wasn't a shchivmira when he requested it. I when the Bryce laid out the case, it said that you return it to the yorshim of the sender. Sounds like. He already dies. You have a mitzvah to be mekayim the divrei hameis. So Yosef would say, "No, we have to learn that the change the lashon. You return it to the mishalach himself. He's very much still alive, and you don't have that concept of mitzvah lekayim divrei hameis." get, which began discussing someone who's showing up with b'fana nechta, b'fana nechta, coming from different places. What's considered medina sayam, and then we begin the next parak of hamevi get medina sayam. But over here. We have some interesting variations of this report. He, the first case the Mishnah says is that the Shliach says, but he doesn't say, I didn't see them signing it, or vice versa, he only saw the signatures. Or if he says, I saw the entirety of the Ksiva, I only saw half of the Chasima. Or if I said, or if he reports that he saw half of the Ksiva and all of the Chasima, in all these cases, this report is possible. And we do not accept the effectiveness of this get. However, if you have one person that comes in and says that he saw the entire ksiva, the second person comes in and says he saw the entire chasima, we're still going to say it's puzzle. Panakama even says if two people say they saw the ksiva and one person says they see the chasima, it's puzzle. Rabbi Yehuda disagrees and says in this case, when you have two people on the ksiva, one on the chasima, that's kosher. If one person says the Mishnah, says he saw the ksiva, and two people say that they saw the chasima, Mishnah tells us in that case it would be kosher. Now the Gemara asks, why do you need to tell me that it's not going to be kosher without the nechta, nechta from one person? 
we said in the beginning of the last parak that you need to report when bringing a get from a Obviously, if he doesn't, it won't work. The Gemara says, not necessarily. I would have thought that you have to. But if you don't, it may still be a kosher. So Kamash Malan, our Mishnah says that it's possible if you don't have it. Now, our Mishnah had a case where the Shliach reports that he saw half of the Ksiva and the entire Chasiva. And it was possible. The Gemara asks, which half of the Ksiva did he see? If he saw the first half, that first line that has the name of the man, the woman, and the date, Rabbi Lazar says that if, if the aid, if the shliach just saw that, if only that one line was lishma, that's enough. So Alamai Ravashi says he only saw the, the second half, the last six lines, which discusses the details of the get. But without the names of the man and the woman and the date, there is no veracity to his shlichus. The next case of Mishnah was, he says he sees the entire, the entire writing of the get, but only half of the chasima. In that case also, we said, Tanakama said it was possible, Rabbi Huda said it's kosher. I'm sorry, everyone agreed in that case, when it was one and one, uh, when, he, when it was this, just one aid, if he didn't see the entire ksiva and chasima, it's possible. And over here, Chista tells us, he adds on that even if two aidim come in now, and reinforce this half of a chasima which our shliach saw, and these two edim verify their mekayim the chasima. This second chasima which the shliach cannot testify on, it's still puzzle. The gemara says why. We have the shliach telling uh, uh, verifying the ksiva and the first chasima, and we have two edim being mekayim the second chasima. So we have three options. Number one, the gemara tells us. You either have to have a kiyum to aid him on the entire get, or the shliach being mekayim, the takonas rachamim of b'fanenachtam on the entire get. You can't combine the two. Rava asks, how could it be that one aid, just this one shliach, can be machsher the entire get, and yet, now that you have two people, a full set of aidim on the second signature, it's still possible. So Rava rather changes the reasoning, and he says, what happened here was that the shliach himself is bringing in one more aid to be Mekayim, that second signature. In that case, it's puzzle. Why? Because we might take this case and carbon copy it into future cases. We're going to say, oh, you could have one person being Mekayim three quarters of a get. But that's not true. We have a special derabonah. And that's why I'm, our... Mishnah is answering it, but Rav Ashi doesn't like this either. He says, when do we have a case? Could it, can it be that if this one person would just say, it's all kosher. Now that he brings in another aid with him, it's going to be puzzle. So Rav Ashi says a third understanding. Our case was where the aid himself is the second chasima. That's when it's going to be puzzle. Why? Because you can't combine kiyum aget and b'fanenachta b'fanenachtav. It's either all kiyum, two edim on the entire thing, or kiyum, you bring in the edim and verify that it's their signature, or you use the full b'fanenachtav of b'fanenachtam. But if he can't do the entire thing, you can't piece together. It's not a puzzle piece that you could just add in a kiyum in the last piece that's missing of the b'fanenachtav or b'fanenachtam. Next, we have a mission that says, our Mishnah said that if 
the aide says that he saw the entire ksiva but only half the chasima, it's puzzle. Which half are we talking about? What do you mean that he's he, he's only he only saw half of the chasima? If it's that there wasn't any second chasima, that he had no aidus on that at all, what would be the chiddush? You already told me that if one person says nechtav and another person says nechtam, it's going to be puzzle. If you have one guy that doesn't even have a complete Eidos, that's definitely not going to work. At least in the first case, you had Eidos on the entire thing. And even that wasn't good enough because it was two separate people. It must be that either the case of Amishnah of a half Befonenechtam is either like Rava that he brings in a second aid to be Mekayim, the second signature, or that the Sheikh himself is the second aid, but it can't be Rav Chista, that you had an actual set of Adim coming in and verifying the second signature. But Rav Chista would answer no. Just because it's not a Chiddush, it doesn't mean that it's not true. We had another case of a Mishnah of the guy telling uh, the, the Shriach saying that he saw the entire Ksiva, but he did not see the Hasima at all, and there's no Chiddush there. So yeah, the Mishnah is just saying, Loizu Afzu, not every case is a Chiddush, and that's okay. Doesn't necessarily have to be a Chiddush that when the guy says, Befon Anechtav, on the whole thing, plus one signature, and then he bring, and then two Adim coming on the second signature, that it's puzzle. Maybe it's not a Chiddush, but our, our Mishnah doesn't have to be a Chiddush in every single case. Next, Rav Chesda tells us, we have a, a Gemara in Eirvid on Tzadi Gimel Amabez that says, when it comes to making an area into Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos, you have to have a 10 Amah uh, partition. So if someone digs a ditch which is or rather 10 Tfachim deep, that would be enough. Or if you build a wall that's 10 Tfachim, that would also turn that space inside into a Rosh Hashanah. Now, what happens if you have a ditch that goes down five tvachim and he builds a wall around it five tvachim up. So total, you have a wall of ten tvachim. Five from the fence, five from the ditch. But the Gemara tells us that that is not mitztarif. You cannot connect those two fives to turn it into a ten tvach wall because it has to either be an entire, entire ten tvach fence or a ten tvach ditch. Differently, that you can combine the ditch and the fence, and that is actually the halacha, that you are mitzvah of the two. So we continue talking about different combinations. Ilfa asks, can you have hands that are metahir halfway? What does that mean? How are you metahir halfway? So we have three options. Either, the Gemara suggests, they have two people using one revius. Problem is that we have a mission of Beferus that says that you can have two people share one Revius and it's still a kosher tahara. It's a little good until it's a dayim. Okay, Elamai, it's one person who's just washing one hand at a time. That's also Beferus mission that says if someone washes one hand and the other hand he does a, a shtifa, also totally tahara, that works. So the two hands don't need to be in tandem. Elamai, the third option is that he's washing half of each hand at a time. That's what he's asking. Does that work? The Gemara says, hang on. But the Bayer of Yanai says that, that hands cannot be half tar. So what would even be the suggestion? Ah, when half of the hand that you 
washed the first round is still moist. Now when you wash the second half, is that a completion of the first half of your hand, in, w- in which case it'll be ineffective to hara or not? The Gemara says, do we ever say that you have this concept of a, it's called a, a mashka b'feach, where it's still wet on the other half? We have a mission that tells us b'feirish. There are three types of tahara that uh, would not connect the two. We have a stream pouring from one clean to the next. If one's tahara, one's tame, they're not considered connected. If you have a slide, a mountain, and the water's descending, the top and the bottom are not connected. And mashka tefeach, if you still have part of the, the item or the hand in our case, which is still wet, it's not a chibor. You're not going to connect the two, not for tahara or tomo for that matter. The Gemara answers, we're talking about where it's so wet that you can even transfer that moisture onto another area. So it's not just that this, this, that first half of your hand is a little bit moist, it has enough moisture to transfer. That's where we have Hayashayla. Maybe now when I wash the second half, it'll be a, full, a complete Tahara. The Gemara says that also we have a Beferish Mishnah. The Mishnah says Beferish that it would work. If it's still very wet, it is Mechaber. The Gemara says maybe that was only regarding Mikvois. According to Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah, if you have a mikveh that's exactly 40 saw, and if you have a tablespoon less, it won't be tahar. If you have two people that go in, Tanakama says the first person is tahar, he got a 40 saw mikveh, the second person is not because some of the water came out with the first guy. But Yehuda says as long as the first person is still in the water, even if it's just his foot is still in the water, so he's still connected, and we could say good aches that all the water that's on his body is dragged down and still connected to the remaining 40 saw in the mikvah, then the second person will be metahir in that mikvah. We don't have a raya from mikvahs to netila sedayim because we're not talking about when you have a chibor. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.